Please note that nothing in this podcast should ever be taken as personal financial advice. And if you are seeking financial advice, reach out as we work with professionals in the industry. And welcome back to another episode of the Finance Bible Podcast. I'm joined once again with our fellow founder, Big Dog, Zeke. How are you today, mate? And how was your weekend? Mate, I'm very well, thank you. And the weekend was mint. No, no, no one could see your hand signal there, mate. That's true. Just reminding you, this is a, a podcast. We need to get a video cam and get it on YouTube. Well, that's actually what is planned in the next couple of weeks when we have our crypto um, podcast guest coming on. We'll be live streaming that on the on YouTube. That'll be our, probably our first YouTube video. Yeah, if you guys are into getting the actual video set up as well so you can see us instead of just listening to our stupid voices all day, let us know and we'll get into it a bit quicker. We'll speed up the process. That's it. Mate, you mentioned over the weekend you started a new book. I did actually. It was called... Because that's what we're basically talking about today, personal growth books. What was the book you read over the weekend, mate? It was called The Now Habit. It's in terms of trying to prevent procrastination and being in the moment now. Mm. It's pretty good on getting into how to overcome procrastination and enjoy a guilt-free day. Perfect, because I know a lot of, including myself, get a bit guilty sometimes. Mate. Trying to do cleaning or something, lie in the bed for six hours, you look at your clock at six o'clock, you've got to make dinner. I'm a shocking procrastinator, but a very productive one. So I'll be like, all right, I've got to do this assignment. What else is there to do? I'm going to vacuum the whole house twice. I'll mop, I'll dust the bloody roof. I'll, I'll vacuum <laughs> the roof. I vacuum the bed. <laughs> I literally get the vacuum out and I'll vacuum the bed. Mate, that is a rare, rare kind. Everyone should try that. Vacuum your bed and see how much hair and dust and stuff you actually get out of the sheets and blankets. I'm, I'm not kidding. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, moving on from that, what's on today's... We touched on it briefly just before, but what are we talking about specifically today, mate? Mate, there's a plethora of books we're going to dive into. What was that word again? Plethora. Jeez, there we go. Heard it all this morning. Monday morning, 7am <laughs> and we're into it with big words. Um, so yeah, basically we're just going to talk about the post that we did back in back in July um, of our top four that we voted personal development book, which we both have read. Um, you know, we both got each other onto specific books. So for example, you introduced me to The Millionaire Next Door yep. and I introduced you to The 5M Club. So we both yep. kind of read them and we'll just discuss our thoughts on the books and how we see them being beneficial for individuals who do want to grow their personal um, professional lives and yeah just personal growth so mate one of the first books we read was the millionaire next door we did that over a good old audio book which did. are actually very good it's yeah my first audio book i've ever read Mate, I'm unbelievable. a big fan of audiobooks. I've actually got an app I pay a premium subscription for, to be honest. It's called audiobooks.com. Well, I'll makes, drop the link makes to that. Makes sense. Yeah, I'll drop the link to that below in the description. Get on there because it's bloody good. And yeah, I've listened to a bunch of different books on there. I've done the 5am club. I've done uh, the millionaire next door. I've done rich dad, poor dad, the now habit, how to utilize 24 hours in a day, the art of persuasion. Uh, the list goes on. I've, I'm a big fan of audiobooks now. Yeah, and out of those books you've read, um, we came to the conclusion that The Millionaire Next Door was probably one of your favourites just because all the facts and statistics that it gives on habits which create the uh, millionaires of the world. Yeah, so the, the Millionaire Next Door, it, it's based on America, 
the common message is learning what the habits of millionaires are and Secrets. how they maintain that. It's actually got a lot of... It's very statistic-based. It's not really like a storybook or anything like, like that. Club. It's very, yeah, <laughs> it's very numbers based and walks you through like generational wealth and how minimal it actually is in America. It walks you through how they spend and the amount of money they spend on cars and everything. And suits. It, yeah, it's pretty interesting. It shows basically comparing two people, um, say you're on a higher income and someone who's not on a higher income, but the way you actually spend your money. So people can be rich, but they not necessarily means that they're, they're wealthy. And that's a big takeaway from the book, the difference between being rich and being wealthy. Yeah. So someone who's on a lower income can put their money to work, such as investments or you know, income producing assets. And a person who's on a higher income may just spend the money. Over the long run, the person who's on a lower income is actually going to build up their generational wealth and yeah, start to become financially free. That's exactly right. Let's move on to the next book. We'll go to one of your favorites that you got me onto, actually. A good book, The 5am Club. Yeah, mate. Unbelievable book. Obviously, it's not as statistical as The Millionaire Next Door, but it goes through the concepts of firstly waking up to 5am and the benefits of that. So I actually stumbled across this book maybe started this year. I was waking up every morning, probably half an hour before I had to go to work. And I just felt sluggish, mate. Did you ever get that feeling? You're just feeling sluggish, can't work at your maximum capacity. Yeah, what I noticed before reading the book is I used to do shifts when I was in high school at Macca's and I'd start 2 a.m., 3 a.m. And those days I'd feel a hell of a lot better than what I would feel if I actually just woke up at six o'clock, went for a run mm. and then went to school. Uh, so when you got me onto that book, I was quite keen to see what it kind of said and why it happens and everything mm. like that. Yeah. And now like, I don't have to get up at 5am, but I choose to. I wake up at 5am, I'll go for a run, I'll do a little bit of uh, light reading, then I'll have a cold shower and then come to work and get on with the day. Yeah, well, that's it. So yeah, like I said, I stumbled across it because I was needing to change my morning habits. And then, yeah, ever since reading this book, I haven't really gone back. It teaches you firstly how to create a habit for the morning. So um, they do call it the millionaire habit, the millionaire morning. So basically everyone's different than what their routines are. But personally, my routine is now wake up around 4.45. And then firstly, when the gyms are open, I normally go to the gym and have a workout. But that's not the case at the moment. When gyms are open, I normally would have gone to the gym. Um, but at the moment, I find myself going for runs or a walk and just listening to a podcast. Generally come back home, do about 10 to 15 minutes of meditation, which I've actually got into recently. It's actually pretty, have you done it before, mate? It's pretty hard to get into, but once you're in it. I haven't, uh, my, my version of meditation is cold showers. Yeah, well, that's another, that wakes everything up. Um, I did that a couple of times. That's pretty hardcore. It's good. It's bloody good. It feels immaculate mm. when you hop out of the shower. So. Oh yeah, you're fresh, you're ready to go. You have... I still have a normal shower, so I'll do like three minutes of normal shower, wash my hair, have a little scrub, and then I'll turn the hot off, turn the cold up, and stand in there and uh, hang out for a couple of minutes, and yeah. Yeah, I've heard that's extremely beneficial. I've done that a couple of times, but yeah, I'll probably have to get into that now. But meditation, it's probably, obviously start off with some guided meditation. You can kind of do, you can pick different areas you want to work on, such as if you want to work on gratification in the morning or manifesting, there's all different types, but yeah, 
do meditation, then I probably read a book. And after that, you feel 100% and it's only seven o'clock, not even, maybe 6.30. And you're actually just ready to go for the day and for the week. So this book, um, in conclusion of our discussion of the book, is extremely beneficial for people who are a bit lost with their morning routine and feel they're not taking advantage of their maximum productivity each day and just want to be ahead of the herd, as we always say. So I happily say it is one of my favorite books, even though some of the writing in it is fiction. It's a, <laughs> it's a great book in terms of learning and enjoying it. However, the actual narrative part of the story is a little bit strange to me, but I, that could just be the way I'm wired. Yeah. Now I've done a quick Google search on the effect of cold showers on your brain. Quick rundown from healthline.com is that it works as a electroshock therapy and it can help people with depression or anyone in general. And they jolt your system to increase alertness, clarity, energy levels, and endorphins. Wow, all right. Get into it guys. Yeah, so cold shower followed by your coffee, you're gonna be on a red hot streak for the day. And for the week. And for the week. Carries over the month, the year whole life you're on mate talk to us about the third book the barefoot investor i know you're very into um the author scotty pape um and what he talks about and you know what he's there for and how he portrays the lessons to everyday australians talk to us about it mate so with the barefoot investor written by scott pape as you mentioned it's a very good starting point for people who are kind of trying to begin their journey in mm. finance it's very basic, everything he does. Like it's really entry level stuff. And so it teaches you like uh, where you should put money, how you can focus on paying down debt, what debts you should pay first. And it's just really easy to read. Oh mate, yeah, I read it in literally two days when I was up in Port Douglas on a little getaway. That's I took right, the you book. did say that. Yeah. And that's exactly, I wasn't in Port Douglas, I was in Gold Coast, but I got bought that book uh, a few years back for a Christmas present. Yeah, it right. might've been birthday, I don't know, but yeah, took it in my bag on the way to the Gold Coast and back. Eight-hour trip there and back because I drove. Just Boom. Yeah, just the way he writes it is so um, appealing and you just want to keep reading. It's yeah. actually bizarre. Just it brief. really simple to read. I've never <laughs> read a book that easily, actually. And now that you mention it, I... Yeah. I think, I think because he uses a lot of graphics as well in his drawings. He does, yeah. So for everyone like myself, I'm a bit of a visual owner. So it appealed to me. So, you know, and you can draw them down as well. And that's where I actually got my finances in check for the first time ever. That's when I actually created from this book, all my different accounts in my bank account, which we mentioned last week's podcast. So with the IMG um, setup, which he recommended. Did they end up sponsoring you? Uh, no, mate, we're still in the process of that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm reaching out to IMG this week, actually, but, you know, we'll figure that out soon um but yeah we but yeah um <laughs> but yeah this book literally has helped me with my finances 100 percent. and without yeah without reading this i don't know where i'd be money wise but people wanting to start out with their finances definitely give this book a read and for young families he's also done a family edition for this one yeah go to your local bookstore and pick it up big dog see last book one of our favorites Favorite author of all time as well, Robert Kiyosaki. What is the book, mate? The man, the myth, the legend. He literally is Robert a legend. Kiyosaki. He is one of our favorites, possibly our all-time favorite. Yeah, and we're going to talk about his probably one of his most well-known and oldest books, Rich Dad Poor Dad. One of my, um, I've got 
my old man actually read this book when hey, he was that, younger that as that well. It was Father's Day yesterday. Don't call him your old man. Be nice to him. The young rooster call him. The young rooster. <laughs> well, my young rooster actually read this book um, when he was younger as well. And it sounds like you've got a kid now. My young rooster. <laughs> All right, your dad had the book is, is where we're going with this. Uh, right? Dad had the book, passed on to me. I read it. Um, and yeah, ever since that, a lot of lessons which have been taken out. Mate, he and also... A few, good, a few good quotes, which I think you're about to touch on. He also did a like a remake of the book, I think it was last year, to update it and show that it's still relative in today's world. Mm. So, mate, what does the book explain? Like, what, what is the meaning behind the book? It basically takes you through... The lessons he learned as a kid he had a rich dad and a poor dad in theory so the the poor dad was he was working for the government yeah was a, um, i think it was a government yeah government teacher yeah anyway he Something worked like for that. the government he was full-time on a good salary uh kind of like what you'd call a blue chip job if you if you will um and he, he goes through how he's kind of poor in the way that he spends everything he earns and he's kind of struggling every day to make more money and he's kind of locked in and held back. And then he has a rich dad who is owning his own business and he gets him to come and work for him for virtually no money and to teach him lessons. Yeah, literally just teaching the how it all works and you know how you shouldn't be, in a way, working for a paycheck. It sounds ridiculous when you think about it because everyone works for a paycheck, but... You were part of the rat race, as we say, if you work for a paycheck. So he talks about how to escape that rat race in a way. Um, and also, you know, he, he also explodes the myth that you need to earn a high income to become rich. True. It's actually not the case. Anyone can come, become rich. We'll move on to some quotes from the book, and they'll give you a bit more of an insight into what he kind of talks about. But definitely go ahead and read it. I recommend this being one of the first books you read, actually. So, direct quotes. In school, we learn mistakes are bad and we're punished for making them. Yet, if you look at the way humans are designed to learn, we learn by making mistakes. Mm. We learn to walk by falling down. If we never fall down, we never walk. And that's, that's a perfect analogy. And it's just, yeah. it's pure, it's true. Yeah, mate. And it's funny because he dives into like what our message as well how school systems actually don't teach anything with financial literacy or just general knowledge which everyone listening to now obviously lacked and we lacked as well at school like we didn't learn any of that and back at school it's quite funny because you get in trouble for cheating or working with a friend in a test or something like you're not allowed to but in real life working with someone you know and looking at someone's work and helping each other that's how you actually get through life so it's quite funny how the differences of school and real life are the complete opposites. So that's kind of what he jumps into as well. And for parents out there, he teaches parents as well how to bring up and teach their kids um, finance, finance information. So yeah, any other quotes, mate? Workers work hard enough to not be fired and owners pay enough so that workers won't quit. So he's basically saying there, the workers will do the minimum they can to not be fired in an everyday job and the owner will pay them the least they can pay them to keep them in the job mm. so if you've got someone who's going to be putting in minimal work and you're going to pay them the minimum amount 
then it's a negative cycle that's going to continue. The only way to break that is either A, going above and beyond and doing a better job and getting a pay rise and everything like that, or just going completely separate and creating your own business and getting your own money. Become an entrepreneur. That's it. Now, another thing he talks about is instead of saying to yourself, another thing he does is instead of saying he can't do something, as in I can't afford this $10 million house, he asks himself, how can I afford this? And that mindset change has unlimited potential. Yeah, it's all literally all about the mindset. It's how you picture and position words and you know beliefs. Yeah, if you if you always sit there and say I can't, I won't, I can't, I won't, I can't, I won't, then you can't, and you won't. Yeah. But if you say to yourself, How can I? Or what will enable me to do this? Then you're going to start thinking outside of the box, and instead of focusing on the problem, you'll focus on the opportunity. Yeah, exactly. And you act in that, in that way as well. Um, and everything you do, you'll do it in a way that you want to reach that goal. So, mate, that's one of his many. That book is full of quotes, quotes, which, yeah, use everyday life. Mate, next week, stay tuned. We've got a couple of things we're going to be diving into. So we're going to get on to recommended ETFs, as in ones that we're following. We're not actually actively saying go out and buy these. Yeah. And we're also going to be touching on how to save years off your mortgage. Yeah, Matt, the second part, saving years off your mortgage is probably the one of the most powerful things for Australian couples or individuals that people need to know. Yeah. Now There's if, all these different tips and tricks which we'll dive through. We'll also touch on in that podcast as well as how to save years off your mortgage if that's your goal. We'll also touch on should you actually be trying to save time off your mortgage or could you be doing better things with the money? And that's going to be a really in-depth and powerful yeah, yeah. conversation that not a lot of people have actually thought about. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that one. So am I, and I hope you guys are as well. Until then, though, keep budgeting. Keep investing. And keep listening. Ciao, ciao. Bye.